You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium when they weren't supposed to be because they picked a quarterback at 53rd overall and the Philadelphia media is about to have a field day. I'm your host, Michael Kist, and in this wonderful at the podium edition, we are going to air the impromptu press conference with Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Andy Weidel after the Eagles selected Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts with their 53rd overall selection, which did not go over well with the fan base as you would expect. We have our instant reaction show up on the feed here at BGN, where Seamus, Clancy, and I on Instagram Live were obviously shocked. There are more shows coming to try to explain this. I even had Mark Schofield of the QB Sco Show join me for a moment on IG Live, so if you're into that kind of thing, check out at Bleeding Green Insta. And before we kick it to Howie and company, an interesting article was sent to me by Luke Stansfield at Luke underscore Stans on Twitter that could provide some clarity on the thought process, I guess. And I do want to make it clear I'm not justifying the pick by citing this, but Press Taylor had this to say back in June of 2019. This is an article from Ruben Frank of NBCS Sports. Press said this, quote, I do think at some point, one of the big things is having multiple people on the field who can throw the ball. I think that's something you'll see going forward. You've seen kind of the Philly special, all the different versions of double passes, things like that. I think at some point, something like that, I could see coming into play, end quote. So either the Eagles are on the cutting edge with the next philosophical shift in football, or they just spent a very high pick on an idea that will never see the light of day. This is a pick by an organization that feels like they're the smartest in the room. Nobody has ideas like the Philadelphia Eagles, right? They smell their own crap, and they think it's roses. And it's got to the point where they're so much smarter than everybody else that they have to hold an impromptu press conference to mansplain their thought process. Carson Wentz had just taken this team over, and now they're introducing this into his world, which is fascinating to me. So we're going to have more thoughts on this tomorrow, but I wanted to throw this up now so you could hear for yourself, if you missed it, what Howie Roseman had to say. So let's kick it over to that chat right now as we go inside the QB factory. Hey guys, thanks for taking the time. I know originally we said we would do this after our last pick, but obviously with this pick here, we wanted to get to you and uh, be available to answer your questions. You know, when Coach Peterson came in, we sat down in 2016. Uh, we said we were always going to be about the quarterback position. That is the most important position in sports. And we were very fortunate to get a young Pro Bowl quarterback in Carson Wentz. And our goal is to surround him with as many good people as we possibly can as many good players as we possibly can. And so for us in this pick, um, when we sat and we talked about it as a smaller group and uh, we looked at where we were on the board and what was the thing that we believed in the most and what were the kind of people that we believed in the most, you know, Jalen stood out in all those regards. And we think he is an incredible teammate. Um, he's got a lot to learn here, obviously. 
You know, we've shown how we feel about Carson by our actions. We showed it by the amount of picks we put into him, and we showed it by the contract extension. And we believe this is the guy to lead us to our next Super Bowl championship. But uh, for better or worse, we are quarterback developers. We want to be a quarterback factor. We have the right people in place to do that. You know, no team in the National Football League has benefited more but from developing quarterbacks than the Philadelphia Eagles. And so um, we just, uh, uh, when we make these kind of decisions, we always go to our principles and who we are and what we believe in and, and right or wrong, uh, this is who we are. And uh, earlier today, um, I spoke to Carson about the options at this pick and uh, one of them was Jalen. So he had a heads up ahead of time. And, you know, we're sitting here at the end of the second round. Uh, this is not, you know, in the first round pick, this is at the end of the second round. And I think, you know, when we looked at it, the difference between taking someone at the end of the second round and maybe in the middle of the third round with the way our board was, um, we just felt like uh, this was the right thing to do and the right thing to do based on our beliefs. Okay, we'll start with uh, Tim McManus and then John McMullen. Hey, how you guys have, uh, you know, made a lot of efforts to have a, a comfortable environment for Carson and to make sure that, you know, uh, you're throwing your full support about around him why risk um the fact that you know that it could lead to certainly it's going to be conversation but potential controversy and, and kind of create that that potential dynamic uh, around around him well tim we, we obviously we looked at this from all angles and we didn't think this was much different than um when we brought nick Foles in the amount of money we gave nick Foles as a backup quarterback in 2017 and then bringing him back in 2018 and i bring up nick because you know jalen's that kind of teammate you know he, he obviously had to take a backseat to Tua in alabama for a little bit and you know we're in a situation here where we brought nate sudfeld back and nate's been very clear that he wants an opportunity to go lead a team. And so we kind of looked at the future of our football team and said, you know, we keep getting in this situation and we keep kind of putting in resources and to get a guy in here that can be in the system and learn and, and grow. Um, you know, that to us, it, it's worth its weight in gold. That, that position, that room, um, we want good people in it. That room, we want to be a strong room and we know what kind of person this guy is. We know what kind of support he'll throw behind our starter. And again, you know, that's just, that's our priorities. You know, our priorities are, are that and most importantly, that quarterback position. John McMullen and then Zach Berman. Hey, uh, for Howie and Doug, uh, I guess, because we've talked about uh, a lot about the evolution of offensive football uh, and how the game is changing. Uh, Taysom Hill in New Orleans, even I think John Harbaugh talked about putting two quarterbacks on the field at one time. Do you see a unique skill set that will let you open up the offense in any way? Coach. Yeah, uh, John, I think I think this player, obviously with Jalen, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he has a unique skill set. And, and um, you know, you see what uh, Taysom Hill has done in New Orleans and, and how he and Drew Brees have really uh, have, a, have a connection there and a bond there. And you even look at, uh, you know, when, when Flacco and, um, you know, Lamar in Baltimore for, for the short period of time, how they how they gelled together. Um, you know, it's just something we're going to explore. You know, I want I want to make a, you know, a point here, uh, first and foremost, that Jalen Hurts is, is, is a good quarterback. And, and, you know, he was he was drafted as a quarterback and he's a quarterback first, but he has a unique skill set that um, he's a great runner. Uh, obviously, he, 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 he throws well on the run. He, he's got a unique 
set of skills that we're going to take a look at as we keep developing this uh, uh, this offseason and this, this uh, you know, uh, advancement, uh, so to speak, as we get ready for training camp. Zach and then Dave Zingaro. Uh, yes, Howie. I'm following up on your opening statement about the value of the pick. You said this is not a first-round pick, but do you go into a draft with the second-round pick with the expectation that player becomes a starter under his rookie contract? And was this a pick you were not willing to sacrifice in trade negotiations last night? Yeah, I think when you talk about it again, you know, there's no team that's got more value from the quarterback positions than the Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, you know, we talked about it and obviously, you know, that's, that's a factor. Our history is a factor and, and that's the most important position in sports. And so when we talk about that, that pick and, you know, the trade discussions and, um, you know, when we had the trade discussions yesterday, those were on a separate note. Those were in a situation there where teams were, teams were looking for a, a, a lot to go up. And, you know, we like Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was a guy that we are excited about. Jalen Rager is a guy that has a skill set that we are looking for, that we are extremely excited about. We think Jalen Rager is going to be a very good player for our offense, an explosive player. He's got the ability to get the ball in his hands in different ways. You know, I, I don't know that we were able to accurately convey our enthusiasm because it was a little bit, the, the communication was a little bit hard last night, but let's be clear on Jalen Rager. Like Jalen Rager is a player that we are extremely excited about a guy that really fits what we want to do offensively really complements the skill set on our team. You know, we didn't select Jalen Rager for any reason other than we think he can make a difference on our offensive football team. He fits the skill set of our starting quarterback. He fits the skill set of our team. He is a guy that is hard to find in the national football league, Zach. So, you know, I don't think I was at a minimum enough yesterday because I was a little bit thrown off by the community, the communications. I was kind of talking to myself. I heard it come back and our guys have done an amazing job throughout this process. So uh, obviously not on them. So, you know, I start with that, you know, we felt like we had an opportunity to get a player who could make a, a huge difference. And we look at this pick as somebody who is really a, a tremendous player and person and that's what the draft's about. The draft isn't about, you know, just doing whatever's best for your team in the short term. The draft is about making long-term smart decisions for your organization based on the priorities that you believe is key to winning football games. And, you know, we've won a lot of football games around here the last three years. And I feel very confident that the decisions we make are going to serve us well for the short term and the long term. And, you know, there are other ways for us to add players. We have a, a lot more picks coming uh, here and not only today, but tomorrow. We have opportunities in free agency to continue to improve our football team, and that is what we will do. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'll go Dave and then Les Bowen. Hey, Howie. With a team that's made the playoffs in the last few years, it seems like you have a chance to obviously do that again and make a run. Why prioritize drafting a quarterback who theoretically won't play very much instead of a player who would make an impact this season and the next couple of seasons? 
Well, Dave, I, I think I was clear, you know, that we think that this is the most important position in sports. And um, we felt like this was a proven winner, a guy who is an incredible teammate. He's going to strengthen that quarterback room. There's no doubt. We have a Pro Bowl 27-year-old quarterback, but we've seen the value of quarterbacks on our football team. We've seen the value of other teams. I mean, you guys mentioned some of the guys being used in different roles um, and the, the factor that you can give and the weapons that this gives to our offense, to our play caller, who's uh, an unbelievable play caller and has an unbelievably creative mind. And so I, I think that if you're just looking at it from that perspective as kind of instead of the way we're looking at it, is this gives us another weapon. You know, this gives us another weapon in that room. This gives us another incredible teammate. This gives us somebody that is going to be incredibly supportive to our quarterback. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, this is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting for our quarterback. You know, this is exciting for our football team. And this is the kind of decisions that we're going to make, you know, and uh, we're proud of it. Okay, Les and then Jeff McLean. Yeah, Howie, uh, you mentioned Nick Foles a minute ago. Uh, I think we all know that that wasn't a a long-term situation that could be comfortable, and that was why Nick Foles uh, was allowed to go elsewhere. It seems like you're kind of setting up the same situation again with a highly regarded quarterback coming in, uh, and every incomplete pass that Carson Wentz throws will be, uh, you know, people will be looking at Jalen Hurts. Uh, Why do you want to do that? Well, I, I don't agree with that. I think that Carson's a phenomenal player and we think Carson's a phenomenal player and, you know, the, nobody's going to be looking at a rookie quarterback as somebody who's going to be taking over a pro bowl quarterback, a guy who's been on the cusp of winning an MVP. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to go back to who we are and what we believe in. We believe in the quarterback position. We believe like this guy that when we saw our board and we looked over the guys that um, we thought we could pick at this play at this point, there were, there were the board had kind of gone in a different direction. And, and we just felt like, you know, we are stewards of the organization. Our job is to make sure that the organization is strong at the positions we believe in. That's O-line and D-line. Um, we put resources into both those positions. We'll continue to put positions of resources into those positions and the quarterback positions. And, uh, you know, again, you know, we'll continue to put weapons around our starting quarterback, our Pro Bowl starting quarterback. Um, but we felt like when we got off this call and, and we met as a small group, um, this was the direction we wanted to go. And we felt like this was the right move for the Philadelphia Eagles going forward. We'll go Jeff and then Mike Garofolo. Uh I get Doug, this question is first for you. And then I guess Andy for, for the scouting. Doug, did any of your coaches work out Hertz in, individually? Um, yeah. So press Taylor, uh, before, um, uh, you know, before the pandemic hit and before we uh, were, were locked out of our, our facility there at Novicare, Press had a chance to go to uh, Oklahoma to the pro day and, and, and visit and watch, uh, watch him throw, watch him move around. Obviously, the combine, uh, I felt like he had a really good workout there at the combine. Uh, but Press Taylor did have a chance to, uh, you know, sit with him uh, in Indianapolis and then and then again, go watch him throw uh, in uh, in Oklahoma. When was, uh, when was Jalen first on your guys' radar, and, and what did you think of him at the Senior Bowl? So I went and saw him play this year. I went to Oklahoma play uh, West Virginia at home in, uh, in Norman, and uh, I got to see him play live. And uh, it stood out. You know, his strength, his ability to throw and run 
uh, and make plays. I, I just saw him. I, he's, he's part of the new guard of the mobile quarterbacks in the league that can win throwing it or running it. And uh, just an uncanny toughness, poise, and his competitiveness. Um, you know, a natural a, a leader. That's He's led two major college football programs, the conference championships, and playoff, win, and playoff games. Uh, his, his starting record speaks for itself. Um, he's just very poised in the pocket. He's an excellent runner. He can throw on the move. Um, just he's, he's done it on the big stage. And uh, there's been some times that, that really stood out with him. Uh, back in 18, he comes off the bench in Alabama to, to help them win the SEC championship versus Georgia. This year, we're playing for Oklahoma. They would sit at Baylor, and he brings them back to win the game. Um, you know, the, all those things that he's done on the big stage. He's been a guy he hasn't flinched. And I think down at the Senior Bowl, he had a good week down there, and then he had an excellent performance at the combine. I thought of his workout uh, in Indianapolis. So uh, we're excited. He's a guy with high-level intangibles, and uh, he, I think he fits. He's, he's going to add to our culture. We got time for a couple more, so we'll do Garofolo, Mike K, and then Shield. Um, Howie, I, I, you mentioned Sudfeld at the beginning of the call. I may, may have misheard you. He's still in the plans to be uh, part of things going forward here, at least in the short term. Yes. Okay. I, I, I couldn't understand what yeah, you said. Yeah, we, we want to get back to having, having a strong room. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and um, I think we were, we were feeling like it was getting away from us a little bit. Nate's been very clear that he wants an opportunity to go start somewhere. And so we felt like, you know, a year from now, we would uh, be throwing resources at this position. We wanted to get out in front of it a little bit and make sure that that room was a really strong room. Um, and the player matter, you know, we were sitting here and, and um, we just felt like this player, like Angie described, um, he's got a lot of the traits that we're looking for to develop. You know, we're not telling you that he's, he's ready right now, but we have the right resources at our disposal and the right time for him to get comfortable and to learn from one of the best players in the league. And, and I don't know if this is better for you or Doug or, or Andy or whatever, but um, some of the things that I've read is, he didn't have to make a whole lot of reads at the line of scrimmage or, or uh, complex NFL type reads. Is that, is that the areas where he's going to have to come along and, and, and work on a little bit? You know, Coach. I think that's with any, any young quarterback, you know, learning, learning this game, learning our game. It, it is a complex. He's going to see more defensive schemes. He's going to see the complexity of, uh, of coverages. That's something that he'll learn. He, he's very capable of learning. I had a great conversation with his, with his coach, Lincoln Riley, and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, the communication that they had and the things that they do at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, and it, it is a different world coming from college to the NFL, but he's very capable. Uh, he understands ball. He's smart. He's sharp. He can articulate. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a learning curve, obviously, of just picking up our system and terminology, especially now with not having uh, potentially having an off season. So, you know, we have to do our best job as coaches to, uh, get all our quarterbacks, uh, you know, caught up and especially him now with uh, learning a new, new offense. Last two, Mike, and then Shield. Howie, you mentioned the board changing a little bit. There haven't been a lot of trades in the first or second round. Did that alter your way of thinking towards this pick, maybe trading up or trading down? Um, and and uh, was this the, the plan going in kind of within the last 10 picks or was it just kind of a, you know, you've been playing this all day. You said you talked to Carson about it. 
Yeah, we had a list of guys that we felt very comfortable about taking at 53. We knew, you know, what happens every time at the start of the second round is you make this list of guys and everyone's got the same list at the start of the second round and they go off. We're joking, you know, we're making this list and we understand they're going to go off. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, here as you start the second round, because, um, you know, that's where the first round grades guys go. And so uh, we had a list of guys uh, that we were going to target. And when we got to about uh, pick 45, uh, we kind of got together and made our list and uh, talked about guys um, that we would consider moving upward, guys, if there are more guys that we consider moving back. And um, when we looked at it, we kind of looked at our list and, and where we were and felt like, um, the next tier of guys may, will be guys that will be considerations for our next pick too. And we have four picks in the next and the 43 picks after we pick next. So um, we got a long way to go and we, we really got to make some hay with those four picks. Go ahead, Shield. Hey, Howie, I'm sure with all these guys, you kind of look at, you know, the upside and, and what they could bring over certainly the course of their rookie contract. I, I think a question with Jalen is what is sort of the best case scenario here with him over the next four years, given that you do have uh, Carson and you just paid him and he's obviously your starting quarterback. I, I heard the end very clearly, Sheila. I'm sorry. Can, the, the first part I heard about the four years, Carson clearly our starting quarterback. I didn't hear the first part. Yeah, just just what's the what's kind of the best case scenario when you look at this pick and how the roster is constructed and given that if everything goes how you want with Carson staying healthy, it's tough to envision a scenario where, you know, Jalen is making an impact in, in four years. So how, how do you kind of balance that with a pick like this? Yeah, I think when we look at, at the upside that this player has and the players he can learn from in that room with Nate and Carson this year and the coaching staff that we have, you know, we think he, he's more valuable than the pick we took him at. And we think where the league is going, um, when he gets experience in coaching, this is going to be a valuable player, you know, and that for us, that that's that's our job is to acquire as many assets as we can and, you um, utilize them and also utilize them to get more value. And so that's really what, what the draft's about. It's about value. It's about acquiring players um, that we think have high value. And, and really, when you look at the quarterback position, there's nothing that has more value. And, uh, you know, Andy said this, and I thought it was a great line. I mean, we've been the biggest beneficiaries in the National Football League over the last 20 years about doing that, about, about um, you know, getting quarterbacks, getting them to play at a high level and then having the opportunity to um, also get value for them. So, you know, I think when you talk about what the ideal situation is, you know, that's that's obviously winning Super Bowls with our starting quarterback, you know, getting this kid up to speed, um, showing what kind of talent that we think he has. And that's a, that's a great situation for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's certainly worth more than uh, the pick that we took at right now. Okay, thank you, thank you everybody. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. 
try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.